building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. All right, happy Tuesday, Giant Builders. I have Liz Poloni here. And her story caught me on Facebook because I feel a, a bit of a connection with her. Liz, let's have my listeners hear your cute little accent. So tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Um, yes, I'm Liz Paoloni. I am from the UK, hence the accent. And I am one half of tapping into .co.uk. And we specialize in stress management. And we are currently putting together courses to help people manage their stress and anxiety. And I've been in the industry for quite some time, trained in um, neuro-linguistic programming and emotional freedom technique, psychology, all sorts of things. And I came to that because of my own difficulties. I was originally a dentist, married to a dentist who sadly died. The trauma surrounding that um, was very difficult to cope with. I had a young family. So I started down the route to basically help me initially, but it was so utterly fascinating that um, I had a change of career and here I am. God just leads us through different things to help us to help more people. And I see with all that we've been through, especially the last couple of years, your services, I think, is something that so many people are just in need of. And they may not even realize that that's what they really need. Tell me a little bit about what is stress management. Well, first of all, it's not therapy. For psychological, psychiatric conditions, depression, schizophrenia, major traumas, etc. That's where you need a therapist. But for the majority of us, we are struggling with overwhelm. And stress management is about managing that overwhelm. It's, it's taking ownership of it and taking control of it because our emotional regulatory systems are very primeval. They developed back in the cave days and they are used to dealing with situations that are much simpler than we live in the 21st century. So you'd live in a small family group. Your threats would involve predators, perhaps environmental landslides, trees, weather, etc., and possibly um, problems with other packs. Fast forward to 21st century, and it is so complex. We have umpteen different packs, family packs, social media packs, work packs, friendship packs, the list goes on and each one of them has slightly different dynamics and it is incredibly complex for us to deal with. And the primitive emotional regulatory system just sees threat. If you're under pressure walking across the road, okay, it might not be life-threatening, could be, but hopefully not. It's not life-threatening. We're stuck in a queue 
and you're feeling under pressure, it's not life-threatening, but it's still perceived by this primitive system as a threat and it will react accordingly. And it will release the chemical messengers, the hormones, the neurotransmitters that start the process of a stress response. So something that back in the day when it was developing should happen once in a, in a blue moon, just briefly, and then you recover, is now just constant, constant, constant. So we're, we're out of balance and it's not good for us. It's very erosive mentally and physically. As you bring that up to me on my mind, I'm thinking the stress is not just limited to like adults these no. days. Our, no. our teens and our, our young children are under a lot of stress just with the, mm. the things that they're experiencing that. And unfortunately, I think, I feel like as adults, I think we used to be able to relate to the stresses of our young people because it's similar things that we grew up with, but it's not the case anymore. No, no, I wouldn't want to be a teenager now. The teenage brain is, is a different animal again. It's, it's the time in your life where you're learning who you are and how you fit in. And it's incredibly sensitive to everything that's coming in and everything is, is reactionary, which is why you don't get on with your parents. Everything they do is excruciatingly embarrassing. You fall out with your friends so easily. And, and you know, you put social media and things into that equation. And it's just really so much to cope with. There's no downtime. Really hard. So is there a range? Do you accommodate all ages of, of people? Well, we will be running um, video courses. So the idea is that somebody can actually access this at a time to suit them. Very young children, no, but certainly from teens onwards, yes. Yes, absolutely, because the techniques we're, we're teaching are very simple, they're easily learned. That doesn't mean the whole process is simple because it does require commitment, but it's certainly accessible. What I would say, if somebody is potentially clinically depressed so that they are really struggling to cope, even with the smallest things, they're withdrawing from their life, there is no joy in it, everything seems bleak. In that state of mind, accessing this would be difficult. And I would say, please, if you feel that way, do seek a professional's help. Um, but during certainly during recovery, something like this would be absolutely perfect for them. But we've got the video courses and we're also going to be doing lives as well via Zoom to help people practice, to ask questions, to build a community, to be supportive and beyond the course because this is, this is a lifetime achievement. This isn't for the period of five weeks, which would be the length of the course. This is ongoing. This has to be a change for life, for you to be happier, more confident, etc. So we're going to be running ongoing sessions that people can join just to stay on track, learn new stuff and practice their own techniques, etc. What would be the danger of ignoring like stress or anxiety? 
Okay, well, if we just take it to what happens when you get that fright, flight, freeze, which is that primitive stress response, the chemical messengers send the information to muscles to tense up. They send the heart rate up to get the blood pumping to the muscles in case you need to flee or, or fight. Then you have um, your breathing will become more shallow. It'll become more rapid to get oxygen into the system. It'll shut down your thinking brain because you haven't got time to think about this. You've just got to react. And it will suppress systems that it doesn't think are necessary, like reproductive, like healing systems, the immune system and the digestive system, because quite frankly, they're academic if you don't survive this emergency. Now you roll that forward to it happening constantly, 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 and you look at stress symptoms and you look at digestive issues from indigestion to irritable bowel syndrome to stomach ulcers. It's a neglected system when you're constantly bombarding it with stress messengers. Heart disease, because you're constantly putting that blood pressure up, you're constantly raising the heart rate getting your blood sugars out so that you can react. Diabetes is another one. Fatigue, sort of strange aches and pains that just don't seem to come from anywhere because your muscles are on hurt. You know, you can see where this is going. Brain fog is a classic one. You know, you just can't think straight when you're feeling overwhelmed because no, you're apparently in an emergency situation. No, you're not going to think about it. So that thinking brain is actually that rational brain is suppressed. And when that happens, particularly in things like career situations, you start to lose your confidence because you can't operate optimally. You lose your focus. Everything takes so much longer. So often self-confidence, the lack of self-confidence can be a real sort of alarm bell for, um, you know, the fact that you are stressed. But, but when it is chronic, anything that's chronic like that, it becomes the norm. So a lot, a lot of people don't even realise, they wouldn't even recognise how stressed they are because they're so used to it. Oh no, I'm fine, I'm just a busy person. I've got a hectic job, I'm juggling. They don't recognize that all this stuff is going on inside them and it's erosive. So one of the um, exercises in stress management is to learn, is to listen to your mind and your body and learn what your stress response is and so that you can actually learn how to control it and come back to a state of calm. And then I'm not talking about floating around on a Zen cloud for 24 hours a day, lovely though that would be. It's unrealistic. You know, stresses happen, good days, bad days. This is not a linear journey. This is going to have its up and downs. But if you can keep when it goes up, if you can get it down more quickly, if you can have a baseline, that's lower, that is going to be so much better for you. And because one of the problems with the stress response is that sort of sense of agitation, aggression, because again, it's, it's building you up to go fight. And so relationships suffer. How often do you hear 
breakdowns of a marriage oh well what happened oh well you know he was going to lose his job or or she was stressed by family situations and we just fell out all the time we argued yes of course you're going to if you're irritable if you're intolerant which is all part of it so it affects your relationships it affects your happiness levels because you know there you are so if you can get your stress management right you can be more confident, you can be more focused, you can be more productive, you'll be happy, you'll have better relationships. What is stress management then? I mean, if I feel myself getting stressed, what do I do? Depends on the circumstances. In the first instance, a life audit is really important because we tend to get onto that hamster wheel, don't we? And we just keep on running. <laughs> we, don't, we never press pause and reevaluate what's working, what isn't. So I think that's a really sort of basic and important one. And you don't have to change everything at once because change in itself is a stressor. You know, looking for that, one of our survival techniques is to look for predictability. And of course, change brings that unpredictability. So that in itself, so small changes and, and set up a, a time frame. What could I change now? What could I do in an intermediate time frame, whatever that might be for you long term and actually have a goal and a plan of how to simplify your life and streamline it and learning to say no to things don't do everything that you think you're expected to do there are lots of ways you can actually adjust your lifestyle in the first instance so that's fundamental and also learning how your body responds to stress as I said because if you're aware of it rather than it just happening you can actually do something about it. And there are various techniques that we use to for stress in the moment, for uh, past baggage of stress that you carry around with you, for future stress, that worrying about something coming up. So depending on what it is and what your circumstances are, um, you know, there are different things you can use at different times. But what's really important to point out is that this is a skill. And like all skills, they have to be learned. They have to be practiced for you to get better at it, for you to benefit from it. It's a bit like learning to play the piano. If you went to your first piano lesson, you're not going to come out of it thinking you're going to be a concert pianist. Well, if you've had a go at a stress management technique and you're not, you know, feeling fabulous, doesn't mean it's not working. It just means you need to keep practicing and hardwire it because we have what's called a neuroplastic brain. Lots of complex wiring. The more something is stimulated, the, the more it wires up. So if you've been playing your piano and learning it for some time and you did a brain scan, you'd see that area of the brain that focuses on that skill really sort of quite clearly. It would be more dense because you've got a lot more wiring going on there. And similarly, at the moment, if you are in chronic stress and anxiety, then you're going to be hardwired for it. You're an expert. <laughs> what you want to become is an expert in calm and if something is neglected it starts to fall away so if you've played your piano you've become brilliant and you stop playing for I don't know say a year and you go back to it you'll be what we call rusty 
you're going to have to start practicing again to get back up to speed. So in the same way, if you've been developing the calm elements and hardwiring that in, the stress elements will start to fall away. However, it's worth remembering, which is why we're going to continue supporting anybody doing our courses, that you will be rusty, not free of it. So it's very easy to become that stress expert again. So because as life takes over and you and you and your other, and your strategies start to fall away, you allow them to do that. So I'm making it sound onerous. It really isn't. I mean, for me now, when I use some of the techniques when I'm feeling stressed, um, it can come in in a moment. Some, but it didn't used to. You know, things it reacts in a moment because the mind and body that wants to be well, it wants to be in balance. So if you offer it techniques, it will say thank you very much and it will take them on board and it will react accordingly. You know, we are a bit like machines in that respect. So talk to me a little bit about listen to your body. I don't know that I understand the concept like when I'm feeling stress how I'm overwhelmed. So how do I listen to my body to, to understand what my body says when I'm stressed? Does that make sense? Okay. Well, probably the best way to explain that is with demonstration, Lois. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's see if you can spot it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we could do an exercise if you like, which okay. is, it, which is, and please anybody listening or watching, please do join in. Um, which actually helps you tune into what it feels like when you're starting to feel stressed. And I'm also going to show you how you can manipulate your breath to bring yourself into a state of calm. Because the messages from the mind to the body are a two-way street. So if, it's, if the threat has been triggered and your breathing has become shallow and rapid, and you manipulate that, you can send messages back up to say, all's well, it's calm, and the stress response comes down. It's, it's brilliant. So we can demonstrate that now. What I'm going to ask you to do in a moment is just think of an occasion, perhaps recently, where you felt stress. Now, nothing traumatic. We're talking about those sort of minor stresses, being str stuck in traffic, where you're trying to get to work, you're going to be late or um, squabbling kids in the back of the car or trying to herd them and it's like herding cats. You know, it's something where you felt, a, it's almost like an irritation of stress. Okay. So if you can just think of a, a situation that's happened recently, and let me know when you've thought of one, yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you just close your eyes and we'll just get rid of visual distractions so you can focus on it. And I want you to just bring that into your mind, that incident, and really use all your senses. What was going on around you? What could you see? What could you hear? Even what could you smell? Who was there? really focus on what was going on and tune into it. And as you do that, you'll notice that you'll start to feel some of the emotions you felt at the, at the event itself and just see what they are. 
for everybody it can be slightly different but it can be things like tightening in the chest butterflies in the stomach um, dry mouth feeling jittery it can be a number of different things just see where what it is for you I'll just give you a moment or two to do that and really get into that. Now, what is it doing to you when stress starts to rise, when those stress messengers start to flow? Okay. And just make a mental note of them. And then I want you to take your attention to your breath and just notice where you're feeling it. It might be in the throat, it might feel cooler as it comes in and warmer as it passes down. Get movement in the chest. There's a pause between the out-breath and the in-breath and the in-breath and the out-breath. And I'd like you to now just deepen that breath as though you were filling your whole body with air. And just maintain that as a rhythm. Really deepening the breath. And slowing the breath down, not to the point that it's uncomfortable just so that it's deeper and slower and just feeling a sense of almost release on the out breath and just maintaining your focus on the breath and you'll begin to notice that you feel calmer Whatever your symptoms of stress, whatever you were feeling, start to subside. When you're actually feeling calmer, that stress response has been dampened. Okay, and when you're ready, you can just open your eyes. That was interesting because I felt the stress hits me right here Interesting. and right here. Yeah. And were you aware of that? No, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that was really, really interesting. Um, it is. Yeah, it is. And that isn't just a standalone exercise. If you are literally stuck in traffic in the supermarket queue, you know, these minor irritations in the day, take your attention to your breath deepen it, slow it down. And that will bring those symptoms of stress down in those sorts of everyday niggly situations, which are the ones that in some respects are the main problems because they're constantly happening throughout the day. So if you can get those under control, you're going a long way to really helping yourself with stress management and that's a really simple technique and that's the one I use most often and yet you're always breathing hopefully so you can use it anytime any place and nobody even knows you are it's fantastic 
And that's the one I use. And, and I can just go from really feeling that tension building to just going gone in a second because I've used it so often. It's hardwired for me. But it's a really good way if you in other situations where you might not even really be that aware of your stress levels. If you notice those sensations you've had now, you know you're getting that stress response. And so you can deal with it accordingly. So that's one of the things to use for those sort of everyday minor irritation stresses. You'll be offering courses to help people through the processes. Yes, we are. Um, <laughs> we're both experience, experienced practitioners. Um, what's been really tricky for us, and we've had to resort to our own techniques, has been the technology. It's felt a bit like being dropped into Japan or some country that's similar, where the language is just so foreign, like we can't relate to it at all, and being told, right, off you go, then start your business. So that. <laughs> The technical side of actually creating courses, getting it onto a platform, et cetera, has been quite taxing and taken a lot longer than we thought. So we are a bit delayed, but the main courses are coming soon. However, we do have tasters for anybody who'd like to have a go. We've done a short free course called Calm from Chaos. And if you're happy to, I can send you a link for people to click on if they'd like to access that, um, or you can find it on tappingintoco.uk. We're also on Facebook and we're on Instagram, lots of other things we've had to learn, at tappinginto underscore UK. So that is now launched and I can give you a link for that if people would like to give that a go. And then very, very soon, the main event. Okay, well, great. We will definitely start share all those links in the description information then. Thank you. That, oh, yeah. that would be lovely because we're so passionate about this. And it is, you know, the more I see it, because I'm so aware of it and I see stress responses in people, I think, oh, you do need to get this under control for your longevity, for your happiness, for your productivity, for life. And, um, and it's, yeah, I, yes, I am passionate. <laughs> Sorry, I go on. <laughs> I love your passion. I love seeing it. It's, it's, uh, it touches my heart. Oh, so. thank you. And, and what you're doing is brilliant. I love the idea of the business coaching and the well-being. I think that's a fantastic comb combination and so important. You know, that well-being does underpin everything. Well, thank you. Any closing thoughts? Well, I would just say, please do have a go if you didn't um, during the podcast at the um, little exercise we did. Just start to get to know your stress response and start to use your breath. If you just do that, it's something. And please do just sign up with us for our newsletters. We're not going to bombard your, your inbox, nor are we going to be sending your details to anybody else. But we will be sending out information. We do monthly blogs that people are finding really interesting and helpful. 
we are sending offer codes when we do launch the main event. So please do sign up with us um, because we'd love to work with you. We'd love to work with everyone. <laughs> and with the time zone won't matter, of course, uh, for the videos and for the lives, we'll try and do different times so we can catch people depending on their time zones. So don't let that put you off. You might have to put up with English accents. Apologies in advance. <laughs> It's not that hard. <laughs> I love, okay. I love what you're doing because we have to admit, okay, so when I was back in younger schooling, you know, the teachers were talking about how computers are going to come about and they're going to make life easier and, um, you know, we're, we're going to be working less and all of this. And I, I think that it's so overwhelming, the fact that that is so opposite. You know, I mean, the computers yeah. to me are like, it's so much more work. It's um, the technology. We're spending so much more time working. And I think that we're overwhelmed and we're just overburdened with life. And just to yes. learn yes. how to take those deep breaths and to know ourselves. It's so You're right. Yes, because it's brought many, many advantages. And it is Pandora's box. We're not going to be closing it. So we do have to learn to live with it. And I think one of the big differences is accessibility. You can still be working on your emails at midnight. If you'd been in the office in the old days, you'd finish at five and go, wouldn't you? You wouldn't still be expected to be working. And that's one of the things in the life audit that is worth addressing, that you actually have strict hours. You need to be dis disciplined with it and you need to be wary of scrolling time, et cetera. Um, it's all part of it, Les, and you're absolutely right. Otherwise, life controls you, and I'm sure we'd all much rather be controlling our own lives. Yeah. And then it's something, too, that we just need to be really conscientious about teaching our yeah. children and our grandchildren. Yes, yes. We've been the sort of first generations. My kids are um, early 20s now, and they're the first smart smartphone users and I've really watched them struggle with mental health and interestingly I used to take them down to Wales in, um, in England no they take me saying that just to the side of England <laughs> and there was no phone signal no internet and it was really interesting to see them become kids again messing about in the river poking under stones to find slow worms and they were calmer and they were happier so lesson learned there you know put the devices down and do something else instead don't be glued to them well thank you so much i mean just to bring out attention to things that we should be aware about with our body and just for the wonderful conversation i really appreciate your time well thank you so much for inviting me on you know i love doing this and it's been a great experience for me too and i really do appreciate your time lois thank you, thank you. well giant builders we'll see you next tuesday have a wonderful week thank you for listening this has been the giant builders with lois wyant